views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. All right, and good afternoon, folks. Good afternoon, everyone. Here I am. It is Juan. It is uh, John DePietro. We are off and running on this Thursday, hour number two of the program. I hope you enjoyed uh, Tim Dodd, attorney Tim Dodd, last hour. Boy, isn't he terrific? Tim Dodd, folks, we are so fortunate to have him. Right now, it's uh, six minutes past 12, 12 noon during this lunchtime on this Thursday. And it is, in fact, July 9th, folks, as we're making our way through the month. And this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center. Why not stop in and see them? You know, today is a nice day to get out, get some things planted. We uh, could have some rain coming over the next couple of days. So today, now is the time to stop by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Look for them on Facebook. They do a terrific job. It's uh, Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron, Rhode Island's number one garden center is PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Right off of Route 4, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They have a great selection, folks. So colorful. Annuals, perennials, and trees and shrubs. It's going to look great at your house, great at your property. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. You can also uh, see their work online. Their website is prmaterials.shop, prmaterials.shop. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, as we speak, and you just heard it in the uh, 12 o'clock news, just so we understand, uh, there is no briefing today. No Governor Raimondo briefing today. Briefing resumes tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Tomorrow at 1, we'll carry that. Next hour, Jenna Ellis, senior advisor, Trump campaign, and is going to join us. The big rally coming up on Saturday in New Hampshire. I will be there, and uh, you want to uh, watch, actually, for those on Facebook, we'll be doing Facebook Live from the Trump rally. So now I will have my mask on, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, there are some articles. Uh, people are interested to see how they're going to pull this off, but that's coming up on Saturday. But Jenna Ellis, who is just terrific, folks. Uh, we're going to talk to her coming up next hour. We're also going to have another member of the campaign tomorrow. But uh, Jenna Ellis is senior legal advisor to Team Trump and the attorney for the president. And she is just terrific. So Jenna Ellis is going to join us uh, next hour. Folks, I want to start off, though. The, boy, the story out of uh, New York right now, you just heard in the 12 o'clock news. What, what is happening, this whole business now, that right now, as we speak, uh, they're working on this is uh, Mayor de Blasio is doing this where they're painting Black Lives Matter outside of Trump Tower in New York City. In, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Ari Fleischer, who, in fact, uh, many people would remember, uh, former White House press secretary, Ari Fleischer tweeted out, you know, this is among the reasons our politics is so poisoned. If Joe Biden lived in a town. With a GOP Republican mayor, should that mayor paint Make America Great Again MAGA on the street outside his home? You know, this is vindictive. The fact that the mayor of New York is having them paint Black Lives Matter mural right outside Trump Tower in New York. You know, what is this? What is, I mean, this is New York City is a disaster right now. And this is the type of stuff that they're pulling. So, and just to show you how much things are um, completely out of control, Channel 10 has a story that I want to um, play you the sound for. And I'll, I'll tell you, folks, people, 
every day I wake up and I think maybe today things are going to slowly start to get back to normal. And we're certainly not there yet, uh, not even close in any way. So I think we have some uh, audio of this. But and this is a story actually um, out of Massachusetts. Oh, maybe I don't. Hold on. I know that I did see some sound on it. I want to play it. All right. Let me find um, uh, WHDH. Hold on. Bear with me, folks. I don't know why uh, I went to find it. I thought it was there. WHDH, which is Channel 7 in Boston. You know, I thought we had it. Um, I know I wanted it. This is a mayor. This is how ridiculous... uh, Boy, Rolling Stones to release unheard tracks from the 1973 album. You know why they didn't release them in 1973? They didn't think they were good enough. You know, I can't stand when they start doing those types of things because now it's like, you know what, let's just put it out there and see if somebody buys it. Who cares? It's such a money grab. There was a time that they didn't want to put out things like that for fear, like, you know, maybe it was um, it wasn't good enough for their standards, but then they just reach a decision. Then they reach an age, actually, where it's like, oh, let, who cares? Let's just put it out. Somebody will, some will end up buying it. Uh, this is a story where you have a mayor that is suddenly upset. And this is one of those things, you know, as you're riding along and you see different, you know, signs that are out there. And one of the signs was a street sign. And it tries to get people to, you know, follow the speed limit and not speed. And and instead, um now it's someone saying, you know, as I think of it, I don't know if I like the way that that sign, how that sign comes out. So, and and this is how, you know, things have been like turned upside down because, my goodness, I think we have it. Um, only because they had a street sign that said, all lives matter. And that's been up for a while, basically trying to instruct people to drive responsibly and, you know, don't speed and go slow. But now it suddenly, you know, in in this climate, it gets turned into is if if you're saying, listen, you know, go cautious, go the speed limit. You want to slow down. All lives matter. Every, um, you know, life is valuable. So you want to make sure that you're not speeding. You want to you know, go the speed limit and drive cautiously. And somehow, because they had that sign of all lives matter, suddenly now people are objecting to it. You know, when did that become? It is ridiculous that this has now um, become a symbol that it's it's now, and it sounds foolish, but it's it's politically incorrect to say all lives matter. So I want to play you the sound of the Story Mayor didn't like what he saw an electronic sign. Massachusetts City has sparked an investigation. The safety of all lives matter. That's what it says in Melrose. So Melrose Police Department, and they have the sign, the safety of all lives matter. And now the mayor there is saying, you know, I don't like the way that that, that is coming across. So I'm not sure if we should have that type of uh, message for people. We don't want people to get offended by it. And the fact that they have a sign that says all lives safety, all lives matter. And now you have the Melrose mayor and the police chief are apologizing for a traffic sign that says 
for all lie all lives matter traffic sign so now h- how on earth let me um i think we have the um the sound here this is uh, channel four in uh, in boston Hold on, folks. I don't know why I am having such a tough time trying to find the audio for this stupid story. I just had it. Normally, this does not happen. I just had it a moment ago. So, and then suddenly, you know, maybe maybe suddenly now they're afraid to actually be running the audio from the story for whatever reason. I don't know why. I just thought I had it a moment ago, and suddenly now I cannot locate this uh, sound of the story just because I wanted to hear them trying to describe that, you know, that 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 type of and now I can't even find I apologize. Um, why? Like, why doesn't no one will just stand up and say, well, wait a minute. You know, why, why is that such a big deal? Controversial all lives matter traffic sign. The chief of police is offering an explanation. And then you try to find the sound and it's like, good luck. Why? That should not be. It should be. Listen, we put it up. The safety of all lives matter. We put it up there to send a message, and then they even pull the sound so we can't even play it for you. What is happening with this political correctness? I'll tell you, the media is absolutely part and parcel to uh, to go along with the the uh, political correctness on this on this type of stuff. Now, there's also folks, uh, and I was mentioning Governor Amundo now is going to start to go after small businesses, and they did shut one down. And I'm going to tell you about it in just a moment. Again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro, folks. I um, normally, again, we like to fly right into things, but um, I don't know why. They, they're pulling down. They had sound of it, and now they're all pulling down the sound so you can't listen to them even describing it. And notice they put, think of this. They won't even say what it is. It's now considered controversial traffic sign says for the safety of all slow down safety of all all lives matter well you can't say that anymore that's a racist type of statement on this thursday i want to remind you about our friend marie at it's my health in cumberland 1099 mendon road in cumberland you can call her at 305 3585 it's my health folks stop in to this tremendous store. It's in the old white church. I'll bet many of you have driven past this church many different times and you've been looking for a reason to pop in. Now is your chance. Maybe you've seen that right on uh, Menden Road. I'm holding up a photo for those uh, watching on Facebook Live. But stop in and see Marie. That is the headquarters. That's the name of the store. It's My Health, established in 2006. And she has vitamins, herbal remedies, local products, the Kyberry honey, maple syrup, Bee fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. It's my health because it's your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Call Marie at 305-3585. She also has hemp and CBD products, uh, natural skincare products. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. She is so helpful. It's a safe environment as well. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health in Cumberland. They also have uh, great products, natural products for children as well. And they have uh, vitamins for children as well. Stop it and see Marie. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Just pop in. And what do you also see? Some of the ingredients that she has, natural ingredients. Like I told you, mushrooms have tremendous nutritional value that you can use for your cooking. All right, let's hear. This is uh, the Channel 10 story where Governor Armando is starting to go after local businesses. 
because it wasn't following the guidelines. Inspectors found that Harris Bar and Grill in Coventry was violating six safety regulations, like overcrowding. Inspectors noted that the owner knew the regulations, but he says he would have had to close if he was forced to comply. The Department of Business Regulation telling us tonight the restaurant has been inspected and reopened yesterday. Now, folks, this is an example where the governor, the governor's people need to realize the story I just played for you. And that is a business that said to the Department of Business Regulations, if I have to follow everything that you're ordering me to do, I can't stay in business. And this is a serious problem because and this is tragic, but you're going to see more businesses go out of business. Business people, they know the margins. They know their business. You know, if you're in business, you know what it takes. You know how much you can charge, how much you can make. Um, There's different stories of people that are very successful in business. They know exactly the conditions of which they can survive or they can't survive. So the state is really cracking down. And yesterday, as if you heard the briefing, and we attended and carried the briefing with Governor Raimondo, now they're going to get more aggressive. So now at the same time, what's going on at the Rhode Island State House? At the Rhode Island State House, it's becoming all politics. A group that represents nursing homes is concerned over legislation that's going to raise the state's minimum staffing requirements. Why are they doing this? Because of the unions. It doesn't seem like a lot, but they want to raise the increase of staff pay to $15 an hour. And then with the minimum staffing legislation requires nursing homes provide 4.1 hours of direct care daily. Now, right now, it's 3.6 hours. The people in the nursing home business, who's driving this? Organized labor is driving it. What else are they focusing on at the state house? Well, we spoke about it last hour with attorney Tim Dodd. Lawmakers vote to presume all cancers in Rhode Island firefighters are caused by their job. Now, as attorney Dodd pointed out, how is that? Think about that. All cancers. If you're a firefighter, and as Tim Dodd said, and you come down, why are they doing this? Because they have the power to do it. That's why. Does it make sense? Of course not. Think of the different people that come down with cancer. So you could have someone, and as Tim Dodd said, comes down with skin cancer. Suddenly now, tax-free, full pension, disability, and tax-free. Full disability, any cancer. If you're a firefighter and you come down with, in fact, cancer, even whether you're current or retired. You could be retired for 30 years. Maybe you've always smoked. Maybe you've been a big smoker. Maybe you're a woman and uh, you come down with breast cancer. If you're a firefighter, suddenly now, now this I believe I do have the Channel 12 story on, two committees, they're going to create this, that retired and active and retired firefighters, suddenly now it's considered occupational cancer. So no matter who you are, you're a firefighter, you come down. Folks, this would be one of the most, if not the most generous in the nation. This goes through, and it's costly. Let's hear the Channel 12 just story. just passed legislation to create an occupational cancer presumption for firefighters. It means all types of cancer in current or former firefighters would be assumed to be caused by their job, making them eligible for tax-free disability pensions. Target 12 investigator Steph Machado has been digging into what sparked this and how much it could cost taxpayers. She joins us now with more. 
Many firefighters who develop cancer already get a disability pension, but only after a retirement board determines their cancer was caused by fighting fires. This bill takes that discretion away. Fighting fires has long been linked to cancer because firefighters are exposed not only to smoke, but also chemicals and other carcinogens in burning buildings. We're absorbing most of this garbage now. And that's why most of a lot of our cancers are blood cancers because it's getting right in the system. Now, a bill being considered by Rhode Island lawmakers would create a conclusive presumption that all types of cancer in active or retired firefighters were caused by their job, entitling them to a tax-free accidental disability pension. The bill sparked by a Rhode Island Supreme Court decision last year that found current law requires firefighters show a link between their cancer and their job. The case brought by Cranston firefighter Kevin Lang, who was denied the benefit for his colon cancer in 2015. He died before the court decision came down. If you're going to expect us to put our lives on the line, um, then I think either when we get sick, um, we should be taken care of, or, or when we die from protecting others. Our family should be taken care of. The change could cost taxpayers. Actuaries estimate it would increase the long-term pension shortfall by nearly a million dollars just for communities in the state-run pension system. Since 2011, that state retirement system had 13 disability pension claims for fire personnel with cancer. Five have been granted. Four were canceled, typically because the person died. Two were denied, and two are still pending. The Rhode Island League of Cities and Towns calls the legislation one of the most generous in the country, in part because it doesn't include any list of eligible cancers. The bill does have a few exemptions, including for a history of tobacco use, but only for future firefighters, meaning current active and retired firefighters with a history of smoking would still have the presumption that their cancer was caused by their job. I'm Steph Machado, Eyewitness News. So you have a situation, and again, folks, good afternoon, it's John DePietro. Rhode Island would, would, there's only two states, Rhode Island and Minnesota, only two states with this cancer presumption. Think of the number of different people you know in any line of work, occupation, and life who then come down with a form of cancer. To do this, this goes back to that there was cause for fighting fires. Now, they have full apparatus. Listen, no one is denying the efforts on the job, what goes into it, the danger involved, all of those things. But why is it that we would be one of the outliers again? That the state would be one outlier. One of only two states that, in fact, would have that. It's wrong. It absolutely should not exist. We can't afford it. But because they have the power right now, because they have the um, the muscle, if you will, and the way they're represented at the state house, this is their time. And it's also an election year. And all the people of the General Assembly, they want their support. So they're willing to put this through. I don't get the whole tax-free thing. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to my competition shooting spies. Coming up, there's new evidence in the George Floyd case that I'm going to tell you about in just a moment. It's very, very interesting of really what happened and what went on. And it's too bad. This is not being played out enough in the media. I'm going to tell you about it in a moment. But folks, remember, right now, this is the time. With all this social unrest, with all this talk about defund the police... You want competition shooting supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You can call them at 727-1716. Stop it and see John Francis. Remember, firearms, ammunition, accessories, protect yourself, protect your family. 
competition shooting supplies. You saw that couple in St. Louis. They weren't going to take any chances with the, quote, peaceful protesters coming into their home. Competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. And maybe if you're a first-time buyer of firearms, you want competition shooting supplies. John Francis will walk you through the process. Again, the guy is uh, just terrific. He's so knowledgeable. You want competition shooting supplies. I want to also just play, before I um, play that, uh, Tucker Carlson has just been uh, terrific. And, folks, as much as they're talking about peace, and especially in our state, you know, there's certain members of the Democrat Party that they don't want to acknowledge. Someone who's a big supporter of the squad is that Congressman David Cicilline. And listen to this Rep. Omar yesterday and how she talks about what she wants to do, which is completely dismantle the American system and way of life. Our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out. We will perpetuate this inequality. So we cannot stop a criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. Now, that is that Rep. Omar. Folks, you know, this goes back to, again, they're not talking about improving the system. They're not talking about improving our government. They're talking about completely dismantling the government. Now, at 1227, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Jenna Ellis with the Trump campaign is going to join me next hour. Folks, but there's new information out, and I don't know why it's not uh, playing bigger. I'm going to touch on the fact Governor Mundo vowed yesterday crack down on businesses that show disregard for an island social distancing. You know, so many of you out there, I hear the same thing. Anytime she talks about going after businesses, everyone always the same, says the same thing. What about the protests? You know, the governor has enjoyed a tremendous popularity through this whole crisis. Governor Mundo is someone that watched her approval rating go from 36 percent at one point. It was 75%. It has dropped down to somewhere in the mid-60s, somewhere in there, because people like the way that she has handled it. But something that definitely has hurt her was that showing up at that protest, no mass, the holding of the hands, 10,000 people. And it. Um, we did not see everything spike up after that, but that has definitely hurt her. But anyhow, so they have transcripts now. Of what happened with uh, the whole situation in Minneapolis. And uh, as I mentioned, I don't know why this story did not get more play. Um, We have just hit a point where no one even wants to get into. The truth is is taking a backseat to everything that's going on right now. No one wants to come out and mention anything. But it's disingenuous. As George Floyd said he couldn't breathe. Officer said his police were using up oxygen. Now, they found that Floyd had fentanyl and also meth in his system at the time of his death. But these are new transcripts that have come out. You would think that this would be, you know, leading the news, but they don't want to have this lead the news. So George Floyd repeatedly begged officers not to shoot him and complained of being claustrophobic as they tried to place him in a squat car. In the minutes before he was killed on that South Minneapolis street corner in May, 
according to the transcripts of body camera footage from the scene that was released yesterday. Now, I watch the nightly news. I watch local, national, Good Morning America. No one goes with this story. Not that I saw. Transcripts make clear Floyd was trying to cooperate with police, but was deathly afraid of them. Now, that's according to the author of the writer of the story. At times telling them he had COVID-19 and was worried he was going to die because he couldn't breathe. One of the officers, Derek Chauvin, pressed a knee into his neck, held Floyd on the ground. Told Floyd he must be okay, was able to speak, saying stop using up the oxygen. They're going to kill me, Floyd said, as the officer said on top. They're going to kill me, man. He went lifeless minutes later and pronounced dead. All right. Newly disclosed transcripts of audio from the body cameras. Now, these are of two of the other officers, Alexander Kang and Tom Lane, two of the four charged in the killing. <clears throat> They're trying to get their charges dismissed. Lane, according to the transcripts, appeared to ask Chauvin, who was the most senior officer at the scene, whether they should reposition Floyd. Derek Chauvin, according to the transcripts, declined and opted to wait for emergency medical help to arrive, keeping his knee on Floyd's neck well after he lost consciousness. The transcripts offers an expanded view of the events that led up to the Memorial Day slaying of Floyd, who died after being pressed in the pavement for about seven minutes and 46 seconds. Um, that would inspire one of the largest, most sustained series of protests in U.S. history. Think of that. All because of what happened. Now, the transcript also offers more details about Floyd's encounter with police and perhaps lay out the arguments that will dominate the proceedings. Now, listen to this. <clears throat> they showed Floyd appeared to be afraid of any dealings with police, saying he had been previously shot by an officer and didn't want that to happen again. He said he did not want to be placed in a squad car, said he wouldn't hurt anyone, and explained numerous times he couldn't breathe, worried he was going to die. They also showed the officers at least question the tactics of Chauvin, only to be rebuffed as Floyd took his last gasp of the VR. Folks, think of the damage that has happened to your life, my life, the country, since this went down in Minneapolis. Officers responded to a 911 call from Cup Foods, complaining of a customer who passed a counterfeit $20 bill. Coeg and Lane were the first officers on the scene. Store clerk pointed them where Floyd two others sat in a parked car nearby. Lane approached the car, called on Floyd five times, show his hands, drawing his gun when he didn't. Show me your hands. He doesn't show him. Show me your hands. Now the officer gets nervous five times. Then he draws the gun. After George Floyd is not doing it. Sorry, I'm sorry, Floyd responded. I didn't do nothing. What did I do, though? What do we do? What did we do, Mr. Officer? Lane asked him to step out of the car. He apologized several times, repeatedly asked the officer not to shoot him. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Listen, I got shot. I got shot the same way, Mr. Officer. Please don't shoot me. And then the officer says, I'm not going to shoot you. Transcript shows Floyd continued to ask officers not to shoot him as he stepped from his vehicle. Suggests he struggled with his officers. They tried to handcuff him. Stop resisting, Floyd, said the witness inside the car. Shawanda Renee Hill called out, stop resisting, Floyd. As Cooing walked Floyd across the street, the other officer asked Hill about his behavior. Why is he getting all squirrely, not showing us his hands, being weird like that? I have no clue, she said, because he's been shot before. 
Then the officer says, is he drunk or is he on something? Why is he acting this way? <coughs> Excuse me, folks. No, he's got things going on. I'm telling you about the police. He has problems all the time when they come, especially when that man put the gun like that. So they were asking him to show his hands. He won't show his hands, so the officer pulls his gun out, and then that gets him really nervous. Now, along with the body cam footage transcripts, Lane's attorney filed several photos from inside Floyd's car, including one that he said depicts two counterfeit $20 bills. The image does not show the bill that prompted the 911 call, which was turned over to police. So this is all over, folks. Two counterfeit $20 bills or maybe three. According to the transcript, the officers sat Floyd down on a sidewalk and explained he was being detained. Suspicion of passing fake U.S. currency. Floyd said he understood. Do you know why we pulled you out of the car? Because you weren't listening to anything we told you. Right. But I didn't know what was going on, he replied. You listen to us, and we're going to tell you what's going on, all right? Yes, sir. Lane asked Floyd whether, are you on drugs? And they pointed out he had suddenly now, he had foam around his mouth. Floyd insisted he was on nothing and had been playing basketball earlier. You're acting very erratic, the officer says to George Floyd. I'm scared, man, Floyd replied. According to the transcript, now, folks, this is very significant. The officers tried placing Floyd in the squad car, but he resisted. Repeatedly telling them he was claustrophobic and had anxiety. He begged to be released from the handcuffs, saying, I won't hurt anyone. Then he starts saying, I'm going to die in here. I just had COVID. I don't want to go back to that. By then, Chauvin and a second officer arrive as they're struggling to get him into the car. It's unclear whether they were attempting to assist. But at one point, an unknown officer sought to intervene according to the transcripts. Man, you're going to die of a heart attack. Just get in the car. All right? That's what they're telling him. Floyd began to bleed from the mouth after bumping his head inside the vehicle. So then they call an emergency medical help to the scene. All right, now he's bleeding. So they want an ambulance there. He begins to complain that he can't breathe. I just had COVID. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Please, one of you listen to me. Chauvin asked whether Floyd was going to jail, and the officers pulled him. Women. Chauvin asked whether Floyd was going to jail, and the officers pulled him from the car. Get him down on the ground, Chauvin said. Now he's the senior officer. Transcript shows Floyd continued to complain he couldn't breathe and called out for his mother. The officers restrained him on the ground, laying on his feet, Coeg at his back, and Chauvin with the knee at the neck and the head. You're under arrest, guy, Chauvin told him. All right, all right. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe this, Floyd said. Mama, I love you. Tell my kids I love them. I'm dead. Doing a lot of talking, Chauvin replied. As the officers held Floyd to the ground, Chauvin asked the other officers whether Floyd, is he high or something? Why is he acting this way? Coeg told him they found a pipe on him. You haven't seen that reported anywhere. Folks, you haven't seen it reported anywhere. They found a pipe on him. Floyd again told the officers he couldn't breathe. You're doing fine. You're talking fine, Coeg said. As Lane told him, take a deep breath. Just try to relax, will you? My neck hurts, Floyd said. Doing a lot of talking, a lot of yelling, said Chauvin. They're going to kill me, Floyd said. They're going to kill me. Takes a heck of a lot of oxygen to say that, Chauvin said. Now, they again, I'm not making light of this in any way. I'm giving you this is the play-by-play, folks, of what was going on. You haven't heard about a pipe anywhere. Isn't that amazing? Nowhere do they mention that. 
The transcript shows Lane asked Chauvin several times whether Floyd should be moved. Nah, leaving, Chauvin told him. Staying put where we got him. Lane told Chauvin, he's one of the officers, I'm worried about excited delirium, citing a term being used by medical examiners to describe the sudden in-custody death of people who may be under the influence of drugs or in an agitated state. That's why we got the ambulance coming, Chauvin said. But but what they're trying to say is, listen, the guy's on something. He's on some kind of drug. We just found a pipe on him. He's acting very erratically. And now he it seems like he's having a heart attack. That's why they got the ambulance coming, Chauvin said. Okay, I suppose, Lane replied. Now, Chauvin is the senior officer on the scene. A few seconds later, Lane told Chauvin he believed Floyd had passed out. Now, if you watch the videotape, Chauvin is looking at the crowd. He's not looking down at Floyd. When an off-duty firefighter in the scene pressed the officer to check his pulse, Cooing couldn't find one. Chauvin replied, huh? According to the transcript, in the filing, Earl Gray, an attorney for Lane, pressed for charges against his client to be dropped, citing the body camera footage as proof his client had not played an intentional role in aiding the commission of a crime. He was aware that Chauvin was committing a crime. Or that he was aware, excuse me, or that he was aware Chauvin was committing a crime. Transcript suggests the ambulance arrived two minutes later. Video shows Chauvin removed his knee from Floyd's neck only when prodded by a paramedic. Lane jumped into the ambulance with medics, began performing chest compressions. Floyd, who by then was in full cardiac arrest, according to the transcript of Lane's body camera. A medic quizzed Lane on whether Floyd had been fighting with the officers. Later, another medic informed Lane Floyd had crashed in the ambulance. I wonder what he was on, an unidentified person said. Not sure, but yeah, he seemed very agitated and paranoid. That's a shame, the person said. Yeah, Lane responded. Now, that's the reaction when they find out that he is now expired. The medical examiner found Floyd had fentanyl and meth in his system at the time of his death. But its report cited um, cardio arrest complicating law enforcement, subdual restraint, and neck compression as the cause of his death, not drugs. Now, that's going to be brought up, folks. Another judge last month said a tentative trial date of March 8th for the former officers. Now, that's next March. Prosecutors have signaled they're pushing for all four men to be tried together. But the judge said he's still weighing the question of joint prosecutions. So um, the officers are set to be in a pretrial hearing on September 11th. Folks, the reason, and again, good afternoon, it's John DePietro. Now, number one, if these officers end up getting separate trials, right, which they could. See, this is the problem. This whole thing could be, it is tragic that the man died. But this does happen where someone is on drugs. If what really accelerated this is the video of the knee on the neck, and then you get the impression that with his knee on his neck, they killed him. Now, even if they had rolled him over and there's no one on top of him, George Floyd... George Floyd, even if he was just in the car handcuffed, he may have died from a heart attack in the back of the police car. But you can't even find that in the media. Nowhere. This is so terrible. What are the odds? And and now, folks, now let's let's be honest. What is going to be the reaction in the crowds? Well, I think we already know the answer to this. 
What is going to be the reaction in the community if these officers are found not guilty of second-degree murder? We've already seen it. I mean, right, what are they going to burn more of the city? Burn more of the police station? The fact that you had someone on drugs who, by all accounts, had a heart attack in police custody and died... That's why I would I would like to see uh, some statistics on that. And I am going to try to get some numbers on that. I, again, I'm, no one I want to be very clear. No one is condoning the actions of those officers. But it seems very apparent. Now, we can watch the video and say, how did they not know? He's saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Wow. What happened in that those moments? Think of that. Those moments and where we are now of everything that has taken place and the media will not even report that there's a they, they, they found. I mean, come on, that's that's I, I'm, I'm not I don't think I'm going to break news here. I believe that's a crack pipe that they found. Right. Something like that. So then he's paranoid and then he's on something and then tragically has a heart attack, literally has a heart attack and dies in police custody. <clears throat> but there's a big difference between that and the impression that's out there, as people have been saying, that they executed him that morning. What would happen around the country if those officers are found not guilty? <laughs> I don't even want to think about it, folks. It's not till next March. So, or who knows, the earliest this thing could get started. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Folks, call them today, 401-353-9300, 353-9300, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue, North Providence. It's Scott, it's Alex, it's A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. And here's the reason I want you to call them. I'm going to give you the phone number again is because they will help you save money. They will help you save money on your home insurance, on your auto insurance, life insurance, business insurance, uh, motorcycle, boat, jet skis, RV. They're licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call for a free consultation, 401-353-9300, 353-9300, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue, North Providence. Look for them on Facebook and their website is aemazika.com. Well, at 1245, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. That is um that is so significant. It was uh it was like a perfect storm of things that Chauvin was the lead officer on this whole thing. You know, you wonder, folks, there was an officer of color that was there when George Floyd died. What if he had been the one that was restraining Floyd? Floyd apparently started saying he couldn't breathe before he even got on the ground. So maybe that was just his you know, reactions to it. But the transcript does shows does show, excuse me, the transcript that was released is they were, you know, saying, shouldn't we like roll him over? But that Chauvin was the lead senior officer on the scene. He wasn't even there initially. He wasn't even there initially. So this whole business of excited delirium, I think more should be investigated with that. And now, Lane, you're a younger officer saying, you know, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm worried about excited delirium. 
medical examiners use to describe sudden in-custody death of people. They could be under the influence of drugs. They're in an agitated state, and they just start going into cardiac arrest because, you know, you're upset anyway, let alone a lot of these drugs can then make you paranoid. So how many people listening right now at 1245 have some memory or recollection when you were younger or hearing about people who many people say, you know, uh, anyone that's ever known anyone, I should say, that's been involved with drugs will tell you they enter into an area of being paranoid. How many people listening right now at 1246 on this Thursday, either yourself or you know someone that say one time you got high and you were smoking pot or something and suddenly became very, very paranoid. It can be enough that then some people it's a deterrent. They never do it again. So now if you're on meth and something else, they find a pipe on you, you can only imagine how that can accelerate everything. So can you imagine? Now, you're not hearing anything about that, which I find um, I, I don't understand how the media is not bringing that out more. That basically this, again, no one is justifying. Of course, he shouldn't have died or, quote, be killed over a counterfeit $20 bill. Of course not. No one's intimating that. No one is suggesting that. But a problem that's going to come into play here is, I think, in a court of law, I think we still, you know, they were going to be able to put up a defense. They're going to be able to put up witnesses. You could have a medical examiner say <clears throat> the cause of death was just that, excited delirium. He had been arrested before. I didn't know if he had been shot. He claimed he had been shot. The police made him very uncomfortable and nervous. And then when they pulled the gun on him because he wouldn't show his hands, um, that led to excited delirium, cardiac arrest, basically dying in police custody. It does happen. I'm not saying it's right. It does happen. But can you imagine everything that has happened, everything that has transpired? Cities burned, way of life destroyed, destruction, looting, social unrest, because someone on drugs died because they freaked out when they were suddenly in police custody. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401 710 7096. 401 710 7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, let's just say your clothes washer is not working or maybe your dryer. I mean, that happened to me. What did I do? I called Ryan at Ryan's Appliance Repair because my appliance was dying. 401-710-7096. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Remember what we say. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401 401- 710-7096-401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance. That's right, repair. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Hey, stay nice and cool. Today's the perfect day to call J.K.L. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 401 351 7600-401-351-7600, J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. 
Whether you're listing right now in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, JKL is licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Let's dream for a minute. It's always 70 degrees in your home or 72 degrees. Or maybe the cooling system in your home or business, maybe it's not working as efficiently as it could. Call JKL Engineering. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Highest rebates on the market. 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it's 12.50. It's John DePietro. It is the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. Next hour, Jenna Ellis with the Trump campaign is going to join me. Saturday is the big rally that's going to be taking place um, coming up in New Hampshire. We will have full coverage of that. I'm trying to figure out the time. The rally's not till 8 o'clock, but I will be on scene. I think I'm going to be on scene probably starting around 12 noon. Around 12 noon is when we're going to uh, start our coverage. And um, uh, the, the um, and then we'll bring it right up to rally time. So they're not sure exactly. It will be outside. It will be in an uh, airport hangar. Um, and then I guarantee, you know, I will have a mask on. They're going to be handing out masks. They're going to encourage other people to have masks. Uh, I don't understand these people. You have people that are losing their minds because they just won't uh, wear a mask. You have that guy in a store, and it's it's just I, I don't understand it. I think there's an element of just uh, I don't know how this became so divisive. The mask wearing, the non, uh, I, I consider a mask much like hand sanitizer. I think the two go together. Uh, especially if you're outside, you're out. If I'm outside, you're outside. We both have masks on. Or if one of us has is positive for COVID, the the chances and opportunity for it to to spread are dramatically decreased if we both have masks on. So um, I don't I don't understand that. And I know that today they're celebrating because. The Supreme Court ruled that the Manhattan DA can obtain the president's tax returns. Folks, what you're seeing is just absolute full court press trying to trying to remove this president. They don't want to have an election. Um, you know, I think it's also going to be interesting. Governor Amundo has said that she wants the kids back in school. Which I think is the, you know, if the right decision, if done safely, by the way. So now yesterday at the at Governor Mundo's press briefing, um, they were she was asked about, you know, that she's kind of on the same page in a way with President Trump. Suddenly, as a result of that, you know, Governor Mundo finds herself in a situation of, well, you, you don't want to be. Are you in agreement with the president? Folks, this is how this is ridiculous. Why can't you say, yeah, we're on the same page? I agree. We'd like to do everything possible to make it safe to get kids back in school. But that's, you watch, mark my words, that's going to become like the mask. And and these are children we're talking about. No one can convince me that children can learn the same at home as they can, whether or not they're in a classroom. Every possible way that they can get kids safely 
into the classroom should be explored. Should be explored. But you watch. This is going to be already the unions are saying that they don't want to that they don't want to um, go back. And they don't maybe they don't want to announce it or they're starting to. They're going to do it under the guise, just like we spoke with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. A lot of the teachers unions, um, they're saying that. In fact, that, you know, well, it's got to be done safely. We want to double the staff. We want all this federal money. Um, it, it, it is absolutely an assault on President Trump right now. I'm looking at some of the headlines right now. Rule of law. President cannot block release of financial records. The president has been very active on Twitter. That is true. Um, and then now, you know, they're putting out all this information that what if the President Trump loses the election and then won't leave? I, I, I wouldn't worry about that just yet. Um, if people get out to vote, and we have a fair election, if all the votes are counted, I think the president will be successful. We're going to need a big turnout. Uh, we still have a long way to go with this whole thing. You know, I have people every single day ask me, you know, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, you can't. Let's let's see how it's it's too early. We need to wait to see who, you know, uh, I don't think it's going to help uh, if if um, if former Vice President Biden he absolutely could slip up. Uh, the latest now, by the way, is how about the fact that there are some in the media and others that are basically telling former Vice President Joe Biden that he should not agree to to debate the president. Now, right now, there's already three presidential debates start, uh, scheduled, late September and then two in October. And you watch, they're already saying if, if uh, Biden is ahead, uh, which he is in certain polls, that they make the determination on. Or maybe just at the Biden people. Maybe they're, I, I, I think it's closer than people think. I can tell you, I know many of you do not, uh, you completely disregard the polls. I can tell you the the Trump people have very strong internal polling. They know where they need to be in order to reach that number that they're going to need with the Electoral College. But the Biden people are doing a lot of um, polling as well. And if Team Biden feels that they're in the lead and they feel comfortable about their lead, I in no way would be surprised if they suddenly are um, trying to pull out of the debates. Because, folks, let's face it, if you're the Team Biden, you don't want to put him out there. Why would you want to put you do not want to put him out there? Absolutely not. Um, That is um, fraught with peril the more that Biden gets out there. Uh, And they know it. That's why they've had him. His numbers basically continue to be strong if you, again, if you believe the polls, because he stays out of sight and hidden. Um, The real trick here would be if President Trump suddenly was doing well in the polls or felt comfortable enough. Maybe the Trump people feel with their polls that they have this election in the bag. I don't think that's the case. But but if that were the case, the real play here would be to try to force Biden out, to try to force him out. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor for your best lawn ever guaranteed. Hey, listen, now right now we're in July. Maybe your lawn's a little burnt. Call Lawn Doctor today for a free, easy quote. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, 401 392 1025. 401 392 1025. They have a great 
website. It's LawnDoctor.com. And they also do outdoor pest control. So they can spray, take care of mosquitoes and ticks. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. And keep in mind, the fall is a perfect time to restore all the ingredients your lawn needs. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. 401-392-1025 and online at LawnDoctor.com. So tomorrow, Governor Raimondo uh, returns with the press briefing. Um, This situation now of going after more businesses, I'll tell you, the business climate is not friendly to begin with. Rhode Island, a ramp up fines for businesses that ignore social distancing rules. And the governor described it as egregious disregard. All I want to tell is if you're a business out there, you have to make the effort. I've spoken with a number of businesses where they feel that if they put up some of the safeguards, that it could be a waste because then they get a cure and everything comes down and then they feel it's like a waste of money. You have to go through the motions. You have to at least make an attempt. Um, Some kind of social distancing regulations. That's the biggest thing they're going to be looking for. If you have something up. Something up as blocking, whatever it may be, whether it's a shower curtain or plexiglass, whatever it is. But you're asking for trouble. I'm not saying I agree with it. I think the state should work with businesses as opposed to penalizing the businesses. I repeat, and some of the businesses have said, if we follow what you're asking us to, we're going to go out of business. And that's very, very unfortunate. And and I'm not sure. I don't know what can be done to stop that. I don't. So, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to, um, coming up, we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. On the other side, we have another full hour to go. The power hour is next. Jenna Ellis, senior advisor of the Trump campaign, is going to join me. We'll also have some more details on the big rally coming up in New Hampshire. Uh, many of you, you could go online and get tickets for it. It will be outside at an airport hangar in, in uh, New Hampshire. So that's next hour. Governor Mundo press briefing is tomorrow. Uh, that will return in the 1 o'clock hour. But Rhode Island is on good pace. Our numbers continue to be down. So we're going to uh, break for the 1 o'clock news. And then Jenna Ellis of the Trump campaign joins me next hour. Folks, remember, you can always go to the website, depetro.com If you want to get in touch with me, send me an email. Anything like that, plus read many of the different stories that we have, log on at depetro.com, depetro.com, no ice. Right now, a lot more, and it's 1 o'clock.